Hi, I'm Colleen. And I'm Mary Kate. And you're listening to Twinteresting. Welcome to today's show. My name is Mary Kate. And I'm Colleen. And today we're going to talk about a topic that I feel is pretty relevant to most people. Mm, and that is the, that. the yeah. topic of success. So Colleen, how would you define success? I think the textbook definition of success is that you have achieved something to show for your efforts. So if I work hard in XYZ, the output is that I receive so many dollars, I receive a promotion, I receive acknowledgement for what I do. But I think you and I have kind of processed through the definition of success and how that doesn't really seem a healthy goal right. to have in life. Because you don't always get an outcome for what you put into something. Yes. Um, you know, I feel most of life is... For example, like raising children, you know, you're, there's no guarantee that you get anything in return for that. Mm -hmm. um, or being a really good employee. Like, yes, I think we want to believe that if you're a faithful employee and you do the right thing, that would work out for you monetarily. That would work out for you security-wise, um, you know, and in terms of retirement and things like that. But in reality, like, there's no guarantee. Like, you could be a really great employee and still get let go, Um you know, your, your company could be very unfair and just not notice that about you or take advantage of you because of it. Yeah, very true. So I guess what we want to unpack today is, like, how do you live in the modern world with a healthy view of success and not be defined by it or not, like, live trapped by it? Right, exactly. Because we equate success sometimes with value mm -hmm. of who we are. Oh, absolutely. And... How do we redefine the parameters of success? I think in the past week, having celebrated International Women's Day, which I didn't even know was a holiday until I was in China because they actually do a lot more for the um, the teachers. At, well, that's where I was. So, like, the teachers uh, within the school got more recognition oh, that's cool. yeah, yeah. than what we ever do yeah. in America. And so I think I spent a lot of this week processing through success because I think about how it's kind of everything or nothing when we define people's life's work. They've either achieved such greatness that they become Google Doodles or they get their face on the money mm -hmm. or it wasn't enough for anyone to ever know right. about it. Yeah. And are are both ends successful? Or is it are you only successful if you're able to be recognized? Mm. And so as I was processing through that with International Women's Day and women who've been such champions for the freedoms that we experience in the world and women who are continuing to fight for freedoms in the world, are we singing the songs of the unsung heroes yeah. as much as we are of those that we know. Well, and I do think, like, we are, though, because I, I know, at least for me, on International Women's Day, I saw a lot of people posting, like, here's, you know, my mom, my grandma, mm -hmm. like, people that are not famous, mm -hmm. but in that person's life had made an impact. I thought yeah. that was really cool to that's see. That's very true. Wow, yeah, that's such a great thought. When you think of, like, success in terms of people that you know personally who maybe don't have anything to show for it, but have just been very faithful um, to whatever they've been called to do. So whether yeah. that's, you know, raise a family or stay in a community. 
I like other people that really inspire me and I would consider to be super successful, but I know that in the eyes of the world, they would right. not be considered successful. Yeah. When I had to uh, fill out a financial aid form and they asked me to calculate how much my person was worth. <laughs> so the sum of my bank accounts and all of my properties and investments mm-hmm. and whatnot, I realized that monetarily, I am not worth very much. Well, I mean, you've got like a $500 toe. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Did you that, include the that toe? That was a very expensive toe. And yeah. also, we when we rescued our cat, he's... His background is that he was purebred, yes. so he's probably worth more than both of us. <laughs> but it really calls into question associating success with money because you realize, I feel that I have so much more to offer the world than what my bank account yeah, says I have to Than what your fast friend tells you you're worth. Right. Or I've, I'll finish work at the end of the week and realize that the work I've put in does not equate with how much money I brought in that week. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, so like culturally, that's just a struggle because I know in America, like it's very easy for us to ask each other, oh, how's, how's work going? Or mm-hmm. what did you do this week? And really put value in terms of those things. What did you do? Yeah. And we've talked about that before on the podcast. So I think for Colleen and I, you know, we try and not let those things define us and try not to put other people in those categories. Um, I try, (laughs) I constantly get asked like, how's business going? Because I own my own business. And I'm like, wow, I really hope I never ask another person that because I know what a hard question that is to answer. Because when you have your own business, it's kind of like raising a kid. So I'm kind of like, ask me in 18 years when they're all grown, like how they turned (laughs) out, you know? Yeah. Um, And so it's just a really hard question to answer. And I think I can't let how a week goes or a day goes in my business define me. And I can't place my success necessarily on the outcomes of my business. The way that the world, I think, is looking at it to kind of, you know, it's people are looking when they ask me that question, like, are you successful in this moment? And I don't know. Like, I don't know. For me, success, um, and I've told people this, like, for me, success is just really making an impact in one person's life. And if I do that, I I feel like, wow, I was successful in this endeavor, even though I don't have anything to show for it financially, even though I don't have anything to show for it in terms of growth. Putting on a resume. Or, yeah, putting on a resume or, like, the number of followers on social media. And those are things that are definitely, like, success defining by most people. Yeah, very true. I think our responses as well in times of crisis and difficulty also can be personal measures of success because there's, like you said, this culture of achieved results being success. So we talk about our work, we talk about people we work with or students we help and we say if they achieve this, this, and this, then we've done a good job. But you're right. It's got to be, well, ask me in 20 years how how they're doing because how we respond to people in moments of difficulty is way more of an indicator of our personal success of how we're growing as people and also setting others up for more success if we're treating them like human beings. So it can't be this ladder climbing, clawing, kicking other people off the rungs to get your way to the top. You realize that it's more of a level ground, mm-hmm. almost like an obstacle course where you have the opportunity to get ahead or you have the opportunity to help someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do feel like people who are wanting to be successful, you know, I don't fault them. Mm-hmm. I do think that is just such a big part of our culture leads people to believe like that's what they need. Mm-hmm. And even in my own life, you know, so much of my life has been fueled by that desire as well to really just make a name for myself and have outward success that would make other people look at me. (laughs) I can remember being, oh gosh, I think I was like 
probably in middle school or just starting high school. And I was at the mall one day, I, I guess by myself. I don't even know why I was alone, but I went up to the the cashier at uh, Casey Penny and I like purchased whatever it was I was getting. And the woman at the counter said to me, she's like, wow, you're so put together. And I thought that was the best compliment I had ever received at that point in my life because I was like, oh, that is what I desire in life is to appear put together to people. And it's all a facade. <laughs> but for the rest of the world to think that, like, that's ultimately what I've wanted is for people to look at me and go, yeah, she's put together. Even if it's making them think I'm like flawed, but only in the ways I want them to know I'm flawed. Mm. And so I think part of this podcast for me anyway is just really peeling back all those layers and, and admitting for once and for all, you know, I'm not as put together as I'd like to be. Mm -hmm. And really just foregoing that dream altogether. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on just this idea of success, on whether this resonated with you or if there's anything we said that you maybe disagree with or even how you define it yeah and you can find us on our tumblr page right so how what, do you want to explain what tumblr is colleen i don't really know what tumblr is. <laughs> i just do you want to spell it the app well what first of all what's our handle twinteresting.tumblr.com yes so you can find us at t-w-i-n-t-e-r-e-s-t-i-n-g at Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R.com. Colleen was convinced that official podcast people always spell out the URLs of things. I think so I did a pretty good job. You did a very that good job. Nice. Follow us on Tumblr. Give us a shout out. We post our behind the scenes stuff there. So even though we don't do podcasts every day or every week, we try and keep that updated with uh, videos that we like or articles that stand out to us. Things um, are happening. In things our that are happening. Yeah. Photos of our cat. Which the cat is what we'll be talking about yeah. right now. It's time for our Minho Minute. Minho Minute, So for those of you who don't know, we do a Minho Minute every episode because we are relatively new cat owners. We adopted our cat back in August mm -hmm. and his name is Minho named after the song you just heard. So last week, or our last podcast, we told you guys about a problem we were having with our cat. We called it his shark movements. He would just kind of circle you and then bounce at any given moment. Yes, his cat sharkness, which we were informed by someone who owns cats that this is normal behavior, but apparently it's very kitten-like behavior. So I guess our new question is why does our six-year-old cat have very kitten-like energy when it comes to wanting to play and... But see, that's not our problem. Our problem is you can be playful, but you have the paws of a six-year-old cat. Yes. So now we are about to undertake trimming his toenails by ourselves for the first time. Right. That is uh, today's agenda this evening. We're filming this on a Saturday evening. And so, yeah, 9 p.m. Gonna do some cat toenail trimming here. Do you have any tips, recommendations on the best way to go mm -hmm. about this? We've we've done all the research. We have, just to, to preface, we have gotten our cat's nails clipped since August. But we've been taking him to our friend... Richie! Yes, our resident cat nail trimmer, and he's fabulous. He's... We call him the Bob Ross of cats. All right, so feel free to give us your feedback on uh, cat nail trimming technique. Yes. And also, if you have any insight into um, six-year-old cats having kitten-like behavior, like I said, we rescued him, so I know he's had kind of a traumatic background, so maybe he's just being more kitten-like in the season of life. Mm -hmm. He'll make up for the childhood he may not have had. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you guys soon.